You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 243, for the week of Wednesday, the 19th of October, 2016. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Eddie. And John. This episode is brought to you by Davy Boys Toys and Bam Kapow Collectibles at actionfigureblues.com. Tonight, our Toy of the Week is the Funko Napoleon Dynamite Pop Vinyl, and our discussion topic is a toy breakdown of the Hasbro Star Wars Black Rogue One Wave One action figures. Hello, gentlemen. It's nice to be back. How are we? Great. Yeah. I'm a bit sleepy, but good. <laughs> uh, I think great might, uh, I was almost going to say trumpet, but that's, uh, that's a bit of a sensitive word at the moment. Uh, John, <laughs> how, how's uh, life treating you? I have jury duty this week. Oh, yes. Oh. Yes. What are the expectations? Um, I don't know. It says I got a call the night before. I was actually rereading the paperwork because I've, I wasn't sure. So it says I got a call the night before. I've already completed the questionnaire. Um, it could be up to five days though. So is that all? That's pretty good. Yeah. Wow. This is a, um, U.S. district court. I've been called for like the local stuff, but never for a district court. So, uh, so you've been dragged in before, but never selected. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, must be that character reference check they do. No, I was actually like two people behind the last person they selected last time. So. Two more than they got me. But this one is in, in a different building, and um, it's just weird because uh, their security is probably on par with what an airport is, typically. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've been yeah. to that building before. They're pretty serious there. Well, we'll have to stay tuned on how it goes. Well, what else yeah. has been happening? Oh, not a lot. Not a lot. Uh, staying busy with work, unfortunately. My, stuff. My, my parents were up for my birthday last weekend, so that oh, was, nice. was a lot of time. Mm-hmm. There. So yeah, I didn't get a lot else done, but we had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get spoiled with donuts? Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> no, they brought a cake with them though. Um, so that was good. Mm, cake. And, and we ate out, you know, the whole time they were here. So <laughs> I probably ate way, way too much. No, no such thing. Yeah, no such thing. What about you, Eddie? Uh, I'm seeing things from John's perspective tonight. I was. Uh, out enjoying myself till uh, late this morning uh, from yesterday. <laughs> so I spent today sleeping. I only got up about an hour ago. Um, and Jeez. for those that don't know, we're recording at nighttime here in Australia. But it feels like I've just gotten up for my day. So I have my <laughs> coffee here on the side. So it's an interesting experience. So are you having cereal for dinner slash breakfast? Uh, no, I'm out of milk, so, which I realize I generally don't have too much milk in the house, but I went to do that, and then I was like, oh, nothing there, so coffee instead. (laughs) You need a a stash of Pop-Tarts. Yeah. I've I've switched. I'm now eating uh, these little breast, 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 breast fist. Yeah. 
<laughs> breakfast. <laughs> Nothing like a good breast in the morning. Yeah, my, it's my kind of breakfast. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're like these little wafer things. There's like four in a package. They're supposedly whole grain and blueberry. And oh, yes, yes. The breakfast biscuits. Yeah. Yes. They're common here too as yeah. well. Trying, yep. trying to lose a little weight. Nice. Although nice. The, although the uh, pumpkin Pop-Tarts are out at the moment, I may have to make an exception. <laughs> Well, a, a few weeks ago, I actually had my first ever Pop-Tart. What uh, flavor was it? Uh, they were just fairly straightforward. It was like a strawberry something or other. Yeah, strawberry's good. It was yeah, frosted on kept, top? Uh, no. No, no. Oh, so you missed half the experience then. Yeah, I've got a couple of others spare. I'm just sort of uh, pacing myself because I had to buy them from one of those import mm stores every now and then you come across one of those shops that's stocks um confectionery and that from uh from yeah various places around the world and i managed to score some there along with my Um, my duff energy drink i don't don't know if it's the same in your area but here in victoria we have them in safeway but they're weirdly in the biscuit aisle not like Mm. the breakfast food Mm. So, yeah, I have come across them in the past, but they tend to be just a really generic flavor. None of the exotic sounding ones. So I did yeah. get a cinnamon and something or other. That is probably the most popular regular flavor in the States. Mm. The, the brown sugar and cinnamon. Did, yep. you, did you toast the ones you had? I did. Okay. I did. Yes, yes. I read the instructions and, and did as I was told. Because <laughs> um, like the regular flavors, I think they're better that way. Some of the other flavors, I'm not as sure. You really need need to toast them. You don't need to toast them, but I I kind of became a snob where I always do now. Yeah, I, I was making the assessment uh, during the consumption phase and uh, deemed it worthwhile. So I think it would have been a bit on the boring side if I uh, had have skipped it. So I, I yeah went with the correct decision, I believe. So yeah, we hit a we had a launch date at work this week and the, the planner was nice enough to say thank you. She brought in, uh, like a bunch of donuts and turnovers and stuff. So yeah. Oh, yum. Yeah. No, I really right. like turnovers. You don't get them very often, you know, that doesn't happen at my work. Mm-hmm. I get lots of food brought in at my work. In fact, I went on a diet and lost weight just by not eating food. That's in our little area that gets brought in. We've got a lot of members on the team that are into cupcake baking and all sorts of stuff. So uh, I'm sure half my team's going to get the diabetes before uh, the cupcake's out. I have someone at work like that who, when we have to bring a plate, she brings in stuff that's they're like sugar made with sugar, topped with sugar, you know, with some sugar added on. Yeah, we're, um, we're coming up on uh, carry-in season. Normally, we have a bunch of carry-ins between now and the end of the year. And uh, I never bring anything in. I don't think anybody's ever noticed because people bring in so much stuff. And normally, the first <laughs> thing I hit is, like, the dessert table, you know. <laughs> well, there'll be people eating, like, you know, uh, you know the little uh, sausages they do and, like, crock pots and those kind of things. They'll be eating mm-hmm. those at, like, 8 in the morning. And I'm like, I, I can't do that, people. I don't know what – or, you know, barbecue mm. or something. I'm like, no, no, I can't do this. This is way too early for this. And then by lunch when yeah. you get over there, it's all gone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. And then even though you've eaten, uh, you know, quite the, uh, the the decent amount, you still graze for the rest of the day just because it's yeah. there. 
until the end of the day, and the only thing left over is the really awkward dip that someone brought that everybody just went, yeah, I'm not really sure yeah. about that. Uh, the the no. store-bought cookies seem to last the longest. Yeah. Mm. The person that stopped at Walmart and just picked up a, a thing of cookies and threw them on the table when they walked by. For us, it's that weird um, sort of platter that someone made, and there's some brown celery all mm. left in its little cubicle, <laughs> like, all the cabana and biscuits and that around the side are gone, like the crackers, but the uh, celery yeah, yeah. is just sitting there going brown. <laughs> well, gee, on that note, uh, valued AFB listeners, you know, why don't you write in and tell us what's uh, left over uh, with your morning teas at work? So. <laughs> what about you, Ben? How you been? <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm fine. Well, you know, in the scheme of things, I can't really complain. I haven't been on the last couple of shows. I had my wisdom teeth out and... Uh, the pain was twofold. Uh, obviously, the procedure left its mark, but also the uh, the bill that I got from the uh, the dentist as well. I <coughs> looked at that and assessed uh, how many toys I could have purchased. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that amount. How many did you have out? Uh, I had three, but I uh, had uh, a metal implant put in in mm. the, the space of a, uh, my very first crown that I had many, many moons ago kind of disintegrated and mm. the, the dentist just went, oh, we, we just can't save the whole thing. So there's been a bit of a gap sort of down towards the back. So he put the post in, took the other three out and then gave me the bill. And then I just wanted to be put back under anesthetic again. <laughs> so, but my health insurance did, uh, uh, it, it contributed more than I thought, actually. I, I was actually quite surprised. So... Yeah, but uh, Den- yeah. dental's weird here because that's covered like normally separately on most of our plans, so it, it doesn't pay the same as what you know if I go to the ER. Mm. Would, would cover. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yes, it was painful and it's still painful. But anyway, do, do you have your fourth one or? I do, I do, but apparently it's uh, at this particular point in time, it's it's perfectly fine. So they made the decision. Not to. It was funny when the fellow who did um, the anaesthetic uh, sort of did the injection, and I thought, is that the stuff that's actually supposed to put me to sleep? Like, I, you know, I haven't done this uh, often. And I thought, you know, I don't feel any different. Um, he put that stuff in, and then my vision started to go a bit blurry, and I was thinking to myself, ah, okay, maybe it is the stuff that's meant to make me go, you know, knock me out, because, you know, vision's starting to go a little bit. I'll just see how long I can stay awake. Yes. And then I could hear people talking, and as I sort of opened my eyes, I was looking around, and basically there was no one to be seen except this one fellow who was clearly tidying up and putting stuff, uh, you know, in rubbish and all that sort of thing. And uh, he looked up and saw me, and I said, um, may I ask what time it is? And he told me, and I thought, oh, okay, it's been about an hour and a half, so it's, it's, it's all done. And uh, I looked at him, and I was really concerned that as I was coming out of anaesthetic, I'd be mumbling nonsensical stuff, and... I said to him, uh, so um, have I been saying anything odd? And he started to smile and almost stifled a bit of a laugh. And he said, yeah, I'm not really sure what was going on, but you were talking about the planet of the apes. And I went, <laughs> right. And he looked at me. And uh, it's because as I was I was fighting off the anesthetic, I thought, you know, this is one of those situations in those movies. Like, you know how, you know, you fall you, you, um, against your will. Uh, you, you go unconscious and then you wake up and, you know, everything's completely different, like one of those weird Twilight Zone episodes or like, you know, waking up and you're in the Planet of the Apes. And clearly I still had that thought going when I uh, came to an hour and a half later, much to his amusement. 
Yeah. Yeah. Tracy had some dental work done and, uh, they, uh, put her way under for it. And when they did it, they, um, were, you know, helping me get her to the car and they're like, the nurse takes me aside and she's like, she's going to tell you she can do stuff. (laughs) (laughs) She can't. (laughs) Yes. Yes, indeed. So, but uh, it's all over and done with a little bit sore and sorry now, but, uh, yeah, good to be back on the show and catching up with you fellows. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Perhaps we should kick off with some articulated news. Let's. Extreme Ghostbusters! Formed with the ultimate ghostbusting gear. Extreme Kylie. Eduardo and Roland face extreme ghosts with awesome attack power. You power up light and sound to bring them down. Ecto-1 screams on scene with blazing lights and missile fire. And when Egon sets the trap, you send them back. Extreme Ghostbusters vehicles and figures, each sold separately, batteries not included. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. And articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We're not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. And speaking of catching my eye, I'm going to kick things off. And, hey, Eddie, you're uh, getting the 1-6 scale... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but not these ones. Yeah, although, to be honest, as much as I didn't like the first movie, I did enjoy this second one. So I, I <laughs> w- might almost be tempted with these because the amount of kibble they got on them that looks well done. But then you see yeah. the price tag and go, like, I'm going to wait for these to be on clearance at Big Bad before I consider. <laughs> All right, well, we're talking about the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows 1-6 scale action figures from 3-0. And uh, these are crazy detailed, not just the, the, the kit out. I mean, they've got some great sort of mixed media going on with the, the material and uh, assorted, you know, string and bits and pieces like that, but just the actual detail in the turtles themselves. So we're looking at Leonardo first and uh, wow, just the, um, the paint in the, the skin textures and stuff like that. It's just amazing. Yeah. And even just like the details, like he's got sort of fabric gauntlets on that have a printing on them and then a mm. weave to keep them on the side. And that's all in there. And then there's like a radio mic cord that's called sort of got that curl effect going around yeah. the side on his shot like just so many little bits and bobs all over him that... yeah it's a double-edged sword for me <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I detested the first film uh i just thought it was typical michael bay just you know let's make a film and don't worry about the story we'll make it up as we go and you know we'll just shoot scenes and join them together later with a, a loose script um and i wasn't a fan of the way you know, the turtles looked, I thought, I, I know, you know, they tried to bring a bit of personality to each one. Um, but yeah, the amount of sort of kit out that they, um, they have, but oh, I'm actually really impressed with how, uh, the three zero guys have actually brought these, um, to, together in terms of an action figure form. There's some pretty awesome stuff going on. I'm even just sort of trying to work out the articulation too. The shoulder joints are obviously, um, quite visible, but there's some really nice, hidden joints but then uh we do have a price to go with it we are looking at about 230 us dollars so that's well and truly in hot twist territory um you've got a little bit of time to save up for them these will be available second quarter 
2017. Uh, Leo comes with quite a bit of gear. He comes obviously with his uh, double katanas, but um, just the, I'm still <laughs> caught up on the skin texture and uh, the tattoos and stuff like that. It's very impressive indeed. I think these designs are starting to grow on me finally. Yeah, yeah. I think for me the faces are still a bit iffy. They've got that weird, they kind of have human elements in it that look a bit creepy to me, the the eyes, for yeah. example. Well, actually, Leo comes with his twin katanas and six hands by the look of it, so I thought there might have been a few extra weapons. Uh, also on offer is Michelangelo, and he's also $230 and available uh, second quarter next year. Uh, and he's looking just as detailed as uh, as their fearless leader. He's got his nunchucks, which uh, even the wood, that uh, the handles of his nunchucks are beautifully detailed. There's some mm. great texturing. Not just They've almost the, got like a stain, like a wood stain over mm. the mm. nunchucks, which just looks glorious. I really like that. Yeah. The bandana that they're wearing, is that sort of sculpted as part of the head with then a little bit of material coming off it at the back? Because I can see this, some of it's material, but is the stuff sort of on the face around the eyes that looks sculpted? I th- yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, Mikey looks like he's kitted out a little bit more. He comes with um, his uh, skateboard, which uh, appears to be a you can strap it to his back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I actually really like his um, sweater. That you can tie yes. around his waist there, but they've, you know, got a print on the sleeves there, and you know they've got sort of the elastic parts in the arm sleeve. Like it looks like a real worn sweater. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah, they've got some, some great, nice, good weather nice on there, touches. John. And he's uh even, he's even got like sneakers on his toes that look like they're pretty well done yeah. too. Yeah, he's got his sunglasses uh, hanging over part of his harness. I even like how part of the the harness on his uh, right shoulder is actually held together with duct tape. So, that's mm. silver tape. Looking very cool. Um, probably still not quite my thing. I'd love to see these in the flesh, though. I think they are uh, very impressive. All right. Well, moving on away from action figures, there is a European company called Infinite Statue who uh, seem to be in the, the business of making... Uh, statues based on certain sort of pop icons and they've got a few things going uh, available now through sideshow for i guess for the uh you know the u.s based customers and uh, they've got a, a new stan laurel and oliver hardy so good old oliver, uh, sorry good old laurel and hardy uh statue based on a scene from honolulu baby and, um, yeah, this is quite interesting. This is a, a statue that's around 11 inches um, high and about 9 inches wide, so it's got the the two famed comedians together there. Um, Stan has his classic expression on his face. Now, these are, now I wouldn't say black and white. What are they? Is that, is that monochrome? What's the, that? Yeah. I, that, I mean, I think black and white's probably an appropriate description. Yeah, very grey tone. Yeah, I, I don't get me wrong. I I love Laurel and Hardy. Don't have a problem. But who's really asking for this? <laughs> I I just wonder whether it's something that is actually big in Europe. Um, I don't know. There might be a huge European market. I mean, it's three hundred and twenty US dollars, which is a, a substantial amount for a, a statue that's only eleven inches tall. Um, 
But, I mean, I guess if you are a fan of cinema and, uh, you know, you have a, a cinema room or something like that, then it's not like there's a lot of, uh, you know, Laurel and Hardy merchandise that you could add. Yeah, I mean, but, I, made um, a, yeah. I made an Abbott and Costello joke at work the other day and people were like, <laughs> you know, the, yes. especially the young people, they were like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I we were talking about it and one of the younger engineers didn't know um, who's on first. That a yep. little bit. Uh, I was like, yep. well, how could you not know that? That's like, you know, so. <laughs> well, I think the same goes for Abbott and Costello and, uh, um, you know, Martin and Lewis and that sort of thing. Mm. But, uh, the same folks, this, uh, infinite statue. Now that's uh, singular. They don't seem to be infinite statues. They're infinite statue are also releasing a, uh, a statue of the coming of Nosferatu. Now, this is, of course, the famous silent film directed by F.W. Murnau and, uh, yes, decided he wanted to adapt Dracula, but Bram Stoker's widow, um, had certain, uh, certain, I believe, um, requirements and, uh, wanted to be paid a certain amount and Murnau decided to skip Dracula specifically and do his own vampire film and, uh, yeah, gave us something that's pretty darn classic. And I, I love this film. I saw it when I was about 17 after someone told me about it. I was um, blown away that, you know, they were describing the the, the vampire and uh, I thought, you know, that sounded really creepy. I have to actually see this film. And then, sure enough, the following Saturday night, it was actually on a channel uh, on TV. Oh, wow. And, uh, I've never Ed, seen Ed, it on TV. Yeah, Eddie knows SBS, and of course yep. um, they're, they're known for showing. Uh, <laughs> I know what you're doing as a 17 year old on SBS late on a Saturday. <laughs> no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they show a lot of classic cinema, but it's always you know the the best presentation uh, possible. So you know, always restored and very nice to to look at. And I remember watching Nosferatu and being blown away. Like it was a, an exquisite film to watch and. Nosferatu himself, the the sort of um, I guess the rat-toothed uh, vampire was just um, genius for for the time. I thought he was very very creepy indeed. But anyway, we are looking at infinite statues of the coming of Nosferatu. Now this guy's going to set you back three hundred and eighty dollars, but um, he's almost fifteen inches tall and. Uh, this particular statue is based on a scene when the ship carrying Nosferatu um, lands at port and, and Nosferatu sort of rises up to come out of the ship. So it's actually got an enormous base uh, that is uh, effectively the, uh, I guess, the, the, the ship. So you can see um, the, the various ropes and whatnot. And uh, very impressive because for nearly 15 inches high, it's also 14 and a half inches wide. So it's a, a big piece. But I guess for $380, you want some bang for your buck. I, I like this a lot. It, it doesn't really fit in with my collection as such. But, um, yeah, I, I quite like the effort. Reminds me a lot of, and, and because Nosferatu's in that, that line, the uh, Silent Screamers line of action figures they had out um, mm. that had Nosferatu and uh, the cabinet of Dr. Cal- Cagliari and... Caligari, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if it's because of the film Shadow of a Vampire, but I am getting a very Willem Dafoe uh, yes. <laughs> look off that, particularly the um, profile picture here. Yes. If you've never seen Shadow of the Vampire, I suggest you watch Nosferatu and then Shadow of the Vampire because it's a great accompanying piece. It was um, based on the making of the, the film because uh, the Nosferatu, 
Nosprotty was uh, so impressive at the time that rumours began to circulate that um, Murnau had actually uh, found a real vampire to be in the film, etc. And so the uh, Willem Dafoe film sort of plays up that fact. It's uh, it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. indeed. Um, just looking at some of the, uh, I guess, the solicitation images and, um, you know, some of the paint on this is a bit kind of hit and miss for me. Uh, I would have thought that for uh, uh, you know for promo images you'd be uh, putting out the best that you can. But I was looking at some of the ropes on the part of the ship and the way they've dry brushed it looks a bit kind of average to me. But anyway, um, running out the infinite statue solicitations through Sideshow is uh, a third and final statue, and it is Little Nemo in Slumberland. And uh, Little Nemo is uh, very, very famous in comic strip circles as being one of the earliest works of, um, I guess, progressive sort of comic strips. And uh, Winsor McKay, who was the creator, um, was was working on this um, well before comic books as we know them uh, got underway. And this plays um, pays tribute to that with, with Nemo sort of heading off into his dream world and uh this one i'll set you back 250 dollars, and it's a, a mid 2017 release and eddie it's uh, not winning you over uh just i don't know little nemo's always been creepy to me <laughs> i forget the name of this character here on the bed but yeah weird turtle copper clown guy just <laughs> i thought he was a turtle yeah monkey yeah. i don't know uh, I think um, I go monkey. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was. It, it yeah. was at a time when, um, yes, you could draw things a certain way without actually, you know, getting in trouble. His name is actually Flip. So, mm. but, uh, yeah. Now I like that they they've included his signature, you know, McKay's signature on the back of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's kind of cool. What I don't like though, is it almost looks like this needs to be up on a base and he needs to be falling somewhere other than just out of bed. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. For you, it just looks like he's, um, falling out of bed and that's the end of it. Yeah. 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 He's not actually falling into slumberland as such. Right. He's just, Oh, here I'm this creepy monkey dude sitting on the end of the bed and I pushed you out of bed. Ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. I think they kind of missed yeah. the opportunity there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, if you've never read it, it is actually worth a look. It's uh, The art is actually quite astonishing, um, given the, the time and, and showing that sort of progressive panel work that uh, became, you know, what we now know as um, as sort of standard comic book, you know, panels. Uh, it's really quite amazing to look at. Mm. So, yes, all right. Well, uh, this one, I think, was the one that really sort of me i was looking at the uh the paint on flip um who you know dresses like a a bit of a clown i guess and some of the paint was really a bit kind of iffy i could see sort of colors there was slop going from one color to another and i still think that's a bit uh you know a bit of a no-no in in promotional shots unless you you know you're deliberately saying that the uh, the production piece is going to look exactly like this so I guess at least they're not building up your expectation and then disappointing you with a, a production piece. So, but uh, yeah, another pricey one at two hundred and fifty dollars. It's uh, it's about eight and a half inches by seven point eight inches. So. But I guess we'll be uh, looking to see uh, more from them in the future. So, 
All right. Well, that's it for me, and I shall hand over to John. I have a better way for you to spend that $250. (laughs) Um, Yamoto USA has uh, put up for pre-order a coming December 2016, January 2017. So this is pretty quick. Um, A Wonder Woman. And this is more of a... I'm trying to figure out which... This isn't... It's not the newest Wonder Woman, is it? Is this what she looks like currently? I didn't think it was. No. No. I was a bit confused by this one. I actually thought this statue was out already. So I actually wonder if this is a a reissue with a a bit of a change or something. It's based on the art by Louis Royeau. And Mm. I feel like we've talked about this for either that or we saw a tease so long ago that... Hmm. But this is this is Wonder Woman. It, it almost looks like she's got like a you know a movie inspired head on a, a comic body to me. You know the way her hair's kind of falling. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a very realistic portrait. It's, it's not. It's not kind of real. like a realistic Bishojo to me because it that's, has that's some a... realistic proportions, but then there's some bad cheesecake elements in here too. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I've never. I have never seen a bad cheesecake. <laughs> Are we still talking about the food? Uh, I'm confused yeah. now. <laughs> Either one, really, for me. I, I'm not fussy. Um, yeah, I mean, she's like taking a step forward, so that obviously puts her posterior region in, you know, kind of a raised and exaggerated pose. But she's got her mm. her lasso of truth in one hand, and then her shield and her sword there with her. Yeah. Is that is that such uh, is that really commonplace now? This the the sword and the shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're making it a bit more warlike. So. When, when did that like really catch on? Because I don't ever remember her having those as a kid. Really no, no, that, not a hundred percent. But I think it was around the mid nineties with Kingdom Come, where oh, there was oh, that scene yeah. where she got armored up, and that's such a popular uh, book that yeah. A lot well, hint at building towards. Yeah, and certainly during the Wolfman-Perez era, they, they drew on a lot of the Greek mythology-type stuff, and so we saw her mm. pictured in battle armor with sword and shield and that sort of stuff, but it, it still wasn't, you know, commonplace with her turning up to the, you know, the Justice League, uh, um, you know, baseball games, you know, in full kitted-out armor, but, yeah, it's starting to be more and more prolific. Mm. But um, there is actually an Entertainment Earth variant of this statue, too, where she's um, got a shield. Uh, on her right hand instead of holding the lasso too. So, again, I think we have actually had a version of this statue before, so I'm wondering if, you know, this is a, a reissue with different colouring or... Now, am I seeing things, or does she have hot pink fingernail polish on? <laughs> I hadn't looked at her fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, distracting because you see it in the cheesecake photo, but... It's yeah. It's just, that just looks odd to me. Having yeah. oh, Gal's got to look after herself. That's right. Yeah, Gal, see what I did there. Yeah, yeah. no one, I, no I, one I at think all. I will probably still Gals. order the um, the superpowers one before this, but mm. I don't mind this. No, I don't mind it either. I mean, look, to be honest, yeah, it's cheesecakey, but I think it's a bit of an awkward pose more than anything. I, I, I'm you know sure she's surging forward or something, but yeah, she almost looks like she's breakdancing a bit. Um, yeah. Maybe she's reaching down to pick up that sword. Who knows? Anyway. Well, we haven't had one of these in at least a week. Um, Hot Toys has uh, released images and a pre-order for uh, an Iron Man figure. 
Zoolander. You guys waiting for this one? This is the oh. uh, Mark XXX Blue Steel. So. Mark 13. Yeah, this is the one I've actually been waiting on because this is my favorite yep. suit of armor in the uh, house protocol scene, the house party protocol yep. scene. This is, uh, this that was actually sarcasm. I, I don't believe I've seen this armor ever. <laughs> it's the one that can't turn right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, there you go. Oh, he's got he's got uh, inverted uh, Assassin's Creed blades on the outside. Hmm. <laughs> he also has uh, interchangeable uh, battle damage parts, so you can have him in both iconic looks from his mo- from the movie. Ah, he's yeah. going to get two. Yeah. Yeah, look, I think people must be at a point now where they, they're they not questioning, you know, where was this particular suit of armor in, you know, in that particular sequence. They're just going, I've got them all so far, so um, it's too late to turn back now. I'll just get whatever they give me. Yeah. The problem with them at this point is you're so far from that movie now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you buy something like this and you're, oh, I got this new figure and you want to display it, you're so far from that movie, nobody's going to know it. I mean, they're going to yep. know. Yes, you're right. They're going to know where yep. they're going to have a good guess where it's from. But, um, you know, it's just not, especially since it's not in the right color scheme. You know, it's not yeah. the, either the, the regular stealth or the regular, you know, Iron Man armor. I guess it kind of plays on that stealth armor a bit, but mm. you've got to imagine there's diminishing sales on it too. Like I can't say people getting in on the blue steel now without having picked up other ones too much. Yeah. I, I do have to wonder. I mean, it's been, you know, we used to make fun of the fact that hot toys were releasing one of these every couple of weeks, but it does seem to be a thing of the past. So I was surprised when this one, you know, popped up and I thought, I wonder if it's, you know, one of the last ones that was in yeah. development and it's yeah, out there, get it where you can. And mm. I'd, I'd put uh, a bet down saying with no Iron Man in movie theaters next year, we'll see a return to them finishing these off just to keep mm. having yeah. Iron Man coming out. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that Hot Toys are pimping all of these armors, yet no one else is. I mean, you know, we saw some great Iron Man's released in marvel legends you know for iron man 2 uh and uh, but you know this didn't really extend much to other other franchises marvel legends mm. virtually nothing mm. well, i mean they had the movie line and it they, they brought out a couple of waves of it but uh, they went to that five point articulation and i, I think that, mm. that killed it for them although they had those other ones where they were a little more deluxe but i don't know I mean, we had such a great line with the, you know, the Iron Man 2 line. The, yeah, yeah. If you're a three and three quarter clock dress, you know, you had a bunch of that stuff from there. So you were, you were fairly happy. And, and what's the difference between these and the die cast ones? I mean, this one's 230 bucks. So it's obviously not die cast, but I get a bit confused about how they'll bring one of these out that's cheap. Then they'll bring one out that's die cast and it's expensive. Is there any rationale as to which one gets which treatment? I just, I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know. Uh, I think there's some part reuse too. So, mm-hmm. probably how much new tooling mm-hmm. they need. Fair enough. All right. Well, there you go. Get ready for that one. 230 bucks and mid next year. And what? my last bit of news is even more expensive because this is a one six <laughs> scale from 3.0 and it is a Fallout 4 figure in T60 power armor. So, nice. 
Oh, and this one even comes with an unhelmeted head, so, you know, at least you got that. And a big-ass gun. It's bloody detail. Yeah, I haven't played wow. Fallout, so. But it's a good uh, game. You know, you've got a, a endoskeleton and armor pieces, and so it's... Uh, wow, know, it's this is crazy detail. And no, a girl, is it, and a girl, uh, and girl that armor. I was going to say, yeah, is yeah. it got a female uh, pilot? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd be... Um, because you're completely customizable in Fallout, so you can change the character to look like almost anyone you wanted to. They got a really advanced engine on uh, that, and I think the last Power Armor had the generic guy head, and I think this is mm-hmm. the generic girl head that, if you don't make any changes, ah oh, yes, through. But yeah, the detail of without the armor panels is just amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you can actually pull those panels off and see all the really cool wiring and stuff underneath. Which is, like, something you can do in the game. So you could potentially have the power armor, but it's missing its leg piece there on the side. That So there's multiple different ways you could display it and set that up, which is incredible. Pretty awesome, until until you see the price. (laughs) figure. Yeah, this one's running... Uh, 3.60 going to come in first quarter of next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not bad, though. Geez, 3.0 yeah. are doing some very detailed stuff. They really are giving Hot Toys a, a run for their money. A run for our money. wonder what would happen if I sent them just 400 bottle caps. <laughs> you won't get a uh, an LED light-up function, that's for sure. Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. If, if those 400 bottle caps were attached to bottles of whiskey, you might <laughs> or bottles of beer, even. Um, yeah. There's cool. some Fallout players who are laughing at that joke. They got it. <laughs> you did hear the uh, part where me and Ben said we'd never played this, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't for you. It okay. was. Uh, okay. Bottle caps are the currency in the game. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I figured. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One guy actually brought the new game with bottle caps from Bethesda. He sent him. Um, thousands and thousands of bottle caps and then they sent him a new copy of the game and then released a press statement saying he's the only one who's getting this no one else sent in bottle caps <laughs> uh now speaking of large currency uh my first bit of news is going to set you back almost 500 uh us dollars at 475 and it is a werewolf statue based off the cult film the howling uh, which is a prequel to the marsupials, an Australian classic. No, uh, no, no, no. Eddie, Eddie, we we will never speak of it again. Okay, okay. If we're going to remain friends, we don't yep. talk about that film. Uh, uh, so it is a good statue. It's a nice sort of generic werewolf design. Gen- gen- generic werewolf. You're killing. Yeah, me. he's he's a wolf. Like you're it's killing. Not- I yeah, I wasn't able to sit through the howling. As I a thought kid. this was the thriller, or yeah, the thriller werewolf from the video. Uh, okay, well, let's let's clarify that Rob Bodine yeah. did, did the actually Rick Baker did the effects for uh, Thriller. So Rob Bodine was the uh, the guy that gave us the standing werewolf. So we were sort of familiar with more so the uh, American Werewolf in London sort of um, you know. Uh, whatever you call it, quadruped that uh, Rick Baker brought to us, but Rob Botine did the standing 
thing. And I mean, this movie freaked the bejesus out of me as a kid. Mm. So, you know, those werewolves are big dudes when they, they transform. And I think he did a, a phenomenal job. Um, I actually don't know what Rob Botin's doing these days. He, um, you know, is a, a phenomenal, um, a phenomenal makeup guy and he was very very pro- prolific through sort of the the, the 80s and 90s and then disappeared and uh, so he's obviously off doing something else and not doing uh makeup anymore so I mean, he did things like um if you remember uh total recall like when the the old lady's head opens up and arnie's inside it and uh, also legend with um uh, tim curry as uh, mm. Darkness, etc. Apparently, he worked on the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah, did Robocop yeah. back in '87, um, yeah. stuff like that. Has a, a history of working with sort of specific. He'd done a lot with Paul Verhoeven, um, mm-hmm. uh, this thing, and he worked on uh, The Thing as well, mm-hmm. of course, which is uh, my all time favourite. So, but yeah, I'm a, a huge fan of his, and and for me, this was the definitive werewolf. Um, pretty much, you know, until CGI took over, I think um, I'm a huge fan of the the erect werewolf, and um, the howling is yeah. Yeah, brilliant. But 475 bucks, uh, I don't know about that. But it's apparently yeah. 24 inches tall, so it gives you an idea of how big they are. He's a big one. Uh, but if you want to spend a little bit less on your monsters, my next bit of news uh, brings us from our friends at Pump, uh, Funko. Their pop vinyl line is introducing Monsters High. Uh, so you get classics such as uh, Frankie Stein and Cleo Denial, uh, as well as a few <laughs> other... Uh, friends there from this one. So now Monsters High sells like crazy. So I would not yep. be surprised if these guys, uh, move, even though I'm assuming yep. none of us will be grabbing them. Uh, uh, I'll oh, yeah, actually yeah. be buying them for, uh, for Miss Eight. Um, ah. my old, oldest tadpole is a, is a huge fan of Monster High and Claudine Wolf. The uh, daughter of the Wolfman is her favourite. I think these look fantastic. You know, we we often talk mm. about how things adapt yeah. well to pop vinyls. These look just brilliant. Didn't they do the other the little stylized? Uh, I want to say the was it Rock Candy? I think they're doing Rock Candy versions mm. as well. Um, oh, possibly. But mm. uh, Mrs. Nerd has a favourite, and she is not here, so that was disappointing because oh. she likes <laughs> she likes Gulia Yelps the. The, the zombie ah, yes. with the, the glasses. Um, and she's yep, not represented yep. here, which is kind of strange because she's like one of the original ones. And mm. a couple of these are, are newer, so I guess they're just trying to cover yeah. the range. But yeah, they, I'm they sure there'll be a uh, second wave of them. No, I've I'm certainly sure. flogged this license to death introducing new characters. I, I have to sit through the movies, mm. so uh, mm. you know, I'm, I'm well aware as to who most, most of these are. But I'm glad Claudine is in there because it means that... Um, well, given uh, how quickly Funko managed to get stuff to market, I should be able to buy this by tomorrow afternoon at my <laughs> local store, and I can add that to the, uh, the the Christmas pile of loot. I've uh, yeah. I've watched one of those movies. It wasn't it wasn't bad. Oh, look, you know that stuff goes. Yeah, it's that that typical. We're going to launch a uh, an animated series just so we can flog merchandise because, of course, there's the spin off, which is um, Ever After High. Which is the um, the characters are all based on, you know, the the daughter of um, 
Rapunzel and, you know, the daughter of uh, Cinderella and all those kind of characters. So that's also... And I never see anybody looking at those. (laughs) Really? Oh, they're they're starting to be huge here. There's a big display at My Toys R Us of those. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, very nice. Uh, now let me get, sorry, my links are being funny here. So, uh, if Monster High isn't your thing, you might want to stop by Walmart where you can start to find the next wave of their exclusive Diamond Select Mini Mates. Uh, so they're the Walgreens, sorry, uh, exclusives are based off the Marvel animated universe that's going on from Disney at the moment, uh, which includes, uh, Spider-Man, Squirrel Girl, uh, Falcon with his weird see-through yellow face mask that they're still <laughs> sticking with on the cartoon, uh, Ant-Man, Captain America, Hyperion, uh, Noir, Spider-Man, and a smaller, is it a Spider-Man chibi or is that a different character? What's he? Hmm. There. That squirrel girl is sensational. Yeah, I love the little squirrels that, is that the first squirrel girl that we've gotten in? Pretty much anything really. Like yeah. she's, uh, I would have thought by now she'd be, uh, more popular than she is, but uh, she's possibly been sort of bumped out of the way by the likes of, um, Spider Gwen and Gwenpool, etc. It is itsy bitsy Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> so I, th- I think this is meant to be like the chibi type Spider Man that pops up in his. And they sort of do weird Ally McBeal style flashes through. But I like the Spider Man on the jetpack. That just is a yeah, cool it's clever jetpack design. Uh, you got to think that set with Squirrel Girl. That's I'm surprised that the jetpack Spider Man and the Squirrel Girl are in the same pack because uh you know he's got all those accessories with the jetpack and the flames coming out of it and then squirrel mm. girl comes with three squirrels so yes. a lot of just accessories in that that one pair so now have the squirrels been done before you know much the way lego managed to to reuse or or is this something that looks like it's been done specifically for this set i don't remember there being squirrels but hmm. I, 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 you know, there's way too many mini mates for me to know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, good to see they're still pimping them anyway. Yeah. All the mini mates cranking along nicely. Yeah, I'm waiting for that Squirrel Girl Netflix series. <laughs> sure, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I Kendrick's apparently has been uh, pushing it. So yeah, well, and one of the girls from Stranger Things as well. Like I feel like a lot of them have searched out. Marvel characters to play and stumble across her, and a lot of people mm. are getting it through. Because uh, I get the feeling sometimes people just Google Marvel characters so they can say in interviews yeah. who they want to play. play in the, I think Bendis was talking on a podcast recently when they announced uh, the new Iron Man character, Riri Williams. He got a whole bunch of headshots sent to him from actresses looking yep. to play the character and he had to send back like, no, we're, we're talking about comics here. Not, uh, <laughs> not, not a movie. It's not a part up for offer. Mm. But there we are. But speaking about, uh, films owned by Disney, my last bit of news, uh, comes once again from, uh, the people at hot toys. Uh, now slight spoiler warnings in effect for star Wars rogue one. If you're staying completely, 
uh, free. You might want to skip ahead a minute or two, but it's uh, nothing super major at all. We have the uh, Stormtrooper Jedha. I don't know how we pronounce this planet's name yet, but I'm going to go with Jedha uh, Patrol. Tatooine so clone. <laughs> yeah, this is the beach <laughs> planet. This isn't a... I think it's a beach planet anyway. Not 100%. Mm-hmm. So that's Jakku is the Tatooine oh, clone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so this is... resorty, doesn't it, with its its lush tropical, you know, uh, and then you know, those beautiful uh, waves and whatnot, so... Yeah. And uh, one of them here is seems to have packed a picnic for uh, the day at the beach there because he comes with yes. a sort of like 1930s style backpack with uh, canisters and pieces and it does say in the description uh, he's someone uh, walking around there. It's based off that, whether or not he'll be a major character or you'll see him in the background for two seconds uh, walking past or if that backpack plays a part, we don't know, but uh, it's it is based off something there in the film, and apparently there's a new stormtrooper helmet design going on, which I couldn't tell you no, uh, the difference between that and the regular. Switching that backpack around between troopers in these pictures too. Yes, yes. Uh, the sergeant's got it in one, and then yeah. Mm. Actually, which one's the sergeant? The orange or the black pauldron? I always yes. forget. Yes. Yeah, I think it's the black. I think orange is a lower class as more. Well, it is the new black. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen uh, that? The uh, Black Pauldron is uh, exclusive for... So there's a regular trooper and uh, sort of a sand trooper with backpack that will be coming out separately, but uh, you can get them as a two-pack, which includes... I think it's a T20 blaster and the black sergeant pauldron. You know, the, 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 the orange pauldron guy, he's all weathered out, but then the, the black pauldron is, is like a clean armor version. Yeah, there is some mention of one of them has yeah. weather effects. So apparently that's a pack exclusive as, or is that just explaining? Yeah, it's not an exclusive. They're just saying. So I think, yeah, you get one is weathered and then one is clean, but you can swap the bits between the two of them. Mm. Or you can take the uh, pauldron completely off, it looks like, too. So. Mm. Did you see the meme getting around on Facebook with the the death troopers in their black armor um, chatting to the the stormtroopers in their white armor saying, um, you know, where are you guys off to? And the, the white stormtroopers go, oh, yeah, we're heading off to, um, you know, get ready for episode four. Sorry that you guys don't make it. <laughs> uh, I think there's going to be a little bit of that in this film going, yeah, there's lots of really cool stuff, but where did they all go? Yeah. Uh, I, I got the feeling that I can't imagine that that didn't come up. So I wouldn't be surprised if by the time you get to the end of the film, there's a reason mm, behind it. Yeah. yeah okay. Black just goes out of style. Yeah. So only Vader can rock it. But I'm uh, sure we'll get into some Rogue One discussion. <laughs> later on alright well thank you Eddie and that wraps up the articulated news and we'll be right back with the next instalment of the AFB podcast game Name That Hi, my name is what? 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 my
excuse me. My name is Can I have the attention of the class? For one second. My name is Well now it's time for everybody's favorite podcast game. Name that. Our good friend John, aka Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com, go check it out, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. He's here with us in person right now, so take it away, sir. Well, we're going to get right to it. We're going to play last week's sound, and we're going to put it right here. Iron Horse with Cannon Blaze, and he showed him who's best. The good guys win. That's the cold of the Do we have any guesses on this one? My Little Pony. Uh, that is probably pretty close. Wow. Saddle Club. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. Did Saddle Club get to America? No. Mm. I, I, is that where? Is that some kind of like European? It's one of those um, tweens. No, no. <laughs> not, not quite. It's one of those tweeny shows that. Uh, Effectively takes place at a at a sort of riding school horse ranch kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Some really young Chris Hemsworth in there, I think, as mm. well. No, that did not make it here. <laughs> um, well, you guys might not know what it is, but somebody did, and that was uh, Mister Jones. He uh, he knew what this was, and he says he knew what last week's was too because he is an aficionado of uh, '90s era cartoons. And this is, of course, the the Cowboys of Moo Mesa. Uh, see, I think that's the opposite. I don't. Did Cowboys of Moo Mesa hit here? I don't. No. Like as, as a kid of the nineties, I never came across them in the toy aisle or in my uh, morning cartoon viewing. Oh. So uh, I I do know of them, but um, yeah, I don't think they actually ever made it down here to Australia. Hmm. Hmm. I can tell you that I never saw them either. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I did one of those not go things. out of my way to look yeah. for them. But. I, I do have a feeling like Bike of Mice of Mars was bigger here than it ended up being in the States. Because mm. that was huge here for like six months. And then <laughs> when it was big, it was big. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Where like you opened the Penny's catalog and they got the whole bedspread and curtains and yeah it was like like every kid in school had different biker mice figures there were like yeah yeah, coloring book like end cap stands in the supermarket there was like it was all over the place yeah like food tines like it was huge Mm. here for like a period and then it just I think when it sort of dropped off in the States, it would have kept going here, except no one was producing stuff to mm. sell here, and it wasn't a big enough market to just make stuff exclusively for us. But, yeah, it was mm. – yeah, that's crazy. I need to find some of that stuff. I've still got it here somewhere. <laughs> I, yeah, I was thinking about that the other day, though, that, you know, used to be you would pick up a Christmas catalog here, and you you know, look at the bedding section, and there would – Oh, here's a room that's a Star Wars room, and they'd have the curtains and the bedspread and the pillows and the sheets and the, you know, the, I the I might have and... actually I haven't clicked uh, order yet, but uh, I was looking at an adult Deadpool bedspread on Amazon uh, <laughs> just yesterday. <laughs> I actually thought of you the other day, Eddie, and uh, I was walking through my local mall, and there's a one of those strange little stores that's kind of in the middle 
uh, you know, of the, the walkway and it sells um, slippers and pillows and, you know, you know, Pikachu pillows and that. But they actually had a Deadpool onesie. <laughs> yeah. And it uh, looks fantastic. Like, it, it just it, it just looks spot on. And, uh, yeah. I, I did used to have at one point, my friends hated it because mm. Geek Chic wasn't in at this point. But I owned it uh, when I was in high school. I had a Hawaiian shirt of Spider-Man images and I, I loved it. Like, ah, oh, it was like one of my favorite cause I went through a big Hawaiian shirt phase and I loved this Spider-Man one. But then we we're at a uh, show and I saw like one of the uh, squirt, the clown in the mouth carnies wearing the exact same. Oh, oh, no. And then after that, I just couldn't wear it and <laughs> justify wow. on them. It became the carny shirt, not the nerd shirt. So, it got. Right, uh, well, I'll, I'll take a photo yeah. of this onesie and send it to you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, back to you, Mr. Nerd. I've got the episode title now. Um, okay, we're good. Uh, you know, we should probably give somebody else a chance, and uh, maybe, maybe it'll be some kind of betting item. No, I probably won't. We'll put a new sound <laughs> right Yeah. But you can't buy them. It's yours. You've got to earn them. Here's how. Collect five. And because Scott made me contractually obligated to play it twice, we will play it again. Figures. But you can't buy them at stores. You've got to earn them. Here's how. Collect five. Eddie. Yep. Have you been practicing? <laughs> I played the fifth. Um, <laughs> where, where where would they go if they thought they knew what that sound was? They would go to afbforum.com and go to the pegs section where they can venture a guess in the name that forum thread. And if they made a correct guess, they would get a forum point, which they could exchange for what, Ben? Uh, a limited edition uh, pencil and pen set featuring the AFB logo and Scott's head is the little thing on the end that you press. Hmm. You know, there is an AFB bedspread, Eddie. You could there's, get that instead of a, a there's, when you When you push the Scott head on your pen, does it correct your grammar and spelling? <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> yeah. And so the whole time you're writing, the face just glares at you, judging you constantly. <laughs> we love you, Scott. Uh, well, yeah, I yeah, just we want do. to make mention that I did not join in the sky. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll just edit it out, even if you did. Yeah, maybe. I yeah. Um, you know, and if all that is too tough, uh, you can come over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays and play the picture version. You still can guess in the forum, still get points, and um, you know, get get what you want for them. And you know, I, I think we got one of those catalogs that looks like the old back cover of a vintage comic where you could select you oh, know, a bike or a radio or or, or something. Oh, like selling grit. Yeah. Or newspaper subscription. Yeah, I guess that was the newspaper subscriptions. There was something else they were selling too, weren't they? Like greeting cards or something for a while. I don't know. Mm. I mm. don't know. Mm. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Nerd. And coming up next is uh, Justin with Toy of the Week. Oh, 
Saddamoo Mesa, a new legend is born. Heroes with hooves and hides and horns. Wild West Cowboys! Sheriff Carol Bull was creeping up a scheme, and his cowboy's game was looking real mean. But Moo Montana's always ready for trouble, and he stopped that sheriff with a quick draw double. Wild West Cowboys! Colorado roped him as a matter of course. Geronimo rode the iron horse. With cannon blazing, he showed him who's best. The good guys win. That's the cold of the West. Hi guys, Justin here with Toy of the Week, uh, a Toy of the Week I should say. The toy that I'm going to be reviewing is the Napoleon Dynamite Pop Vinyl from Funko. Now the year of release for this was 2015, I picked mine up via eBay approximately about a week ago, so I acquired him this year, it is a Pop vinyl figure that we've all come to know and love now the price that i paid this is a second hand uh, figure out of the box so i paid the gram sum of 14 dollars, including postage and he came to me via singapore um so i didn't come my figure didn't come with the uh the packaging when i look online the packaging is a standard box form for pop vinyl. This is not an oversized figure, it's a stock standard figure. Um, and there's no real variations except for the, the character selection on the back. In this wave, you could also get Pedro, uh, Deb, Uncle Rico, and Kip. And having said that, uh, looking at these figures is probably one of the first set of Funko pop vinyls that I'll collect because... Doing research for this pop vinyl um, inevitably led to me to links for the movie. I didn't realise how much people didn't like this movie. I thought it was universally loved, but a lot of people uh, really do not like this movie. But I actually love this movie. Um, it's actually one of the first movies we bought when this newfangled thing called a DVD player came into existence and we watched it a fair few times. So I really, really enjoy this movie, so it's good to have something from that. The sculpting. Now, this features uh, Napoleon Dynamite in all his glory. We'll start from the bottom to the top. <laughs> he has his wonderful moon boots on, um, and a lot of detail has gone into that. And a lot of the uh, exaggerated sole that's exposed, and the ruffles coming up to the calves as well. He's wearing uh, tight blue jeans, and once again, the detail is really good. Two pockets on the side and belt. And a button as well. He's got his Vote for Pedro shirt on. And the, uh, I forget what it's called, but the, the lettering on the shirt that's been applied. Uh, Tampo, I think it is. It's it's really well done. Uh, the, hand, the hand posing, or the arm posing, I should say, was almost like in one of his uh, dance moves. <laughs> so he has one hand on his, he has his left hand on his hip. He has a watch. And he has his right hand pointing to the air. Now we get to the head. Um, threw me off a bit. I thought this head was really oversized, but it's actually the hair. The hair is a manfro. It's a ginger manfro, and it's uh, sculpted beautifully. Uh, there's no mistaking this hair. You know, if you've seen the movie, once again, how cool the movie is. And capturing the character as well, they've done the half-eye thing as well. Talked about Norman Reedus a few weeks ago from Pop Final they did for The Walking Dead. I think if they do this... Uh, and certain characters, if they do the half-eye thing, it really works, and it really works on Napoleon here as well. 
The last thing he has is his glasses, his oversized, not Coke bottle, but those oversized sort of metal rim glasses as well, which are a separate piece, but these are really well applied and they almost look like bifocals if it's if that's what they're going for, but I'm not too sure about that, but they they look really well done as well. Uh, the painting, I've got no slop here. Things like the belt is not painted on. Um, also, the watch has a, like a flat black, but I'm going to forgive it at this size. It's, it's uh, no mistaking who this figure is. The colours, it's basically four, uh, four colours, black, blue, white and red. Red for the tempo as well. I guess you can count brown for the hair and it's, it's been well applied. There's no overspray or anything like that. We all know sometimes in these figures that sometimes the painting's not the best, but um, this is really well done. Um, articulation, as we know, one point, the head moves from side to side, and that's about it. Um, playability, just going to add, be added to the collection, which is not getting out of control, but it's getting up there. I'm counting three, six, nine, twelve pop vinyls that I own now altogether. Um, accessories, zero. And now it comes to the uh, dolly rating. I think I'm not going to let the movie, how much I love the movie, sway me in any of this decision. But uh, this is a solid pop vinyl. And I'm going to give him 9 out of 10. So thank you for listening. Indy, over here. Indiana Jones at your service, Toad. Ah! <laughs> Indiana Jones and other action figures new from Raiders of the Lost Ark Collection, each sold separately. Watch him, Cairo, swordsman. Yeah, watch my swing. Yikes! All downhill from here, swordsman. You'll be sorry, Jones. Tricky again, Toad. Indiana Jones, Toad, and Cairo swordsman action figures, each sold separately from Raiders of the Lost Ark Collection, new from Kenner. We're all here because we collect. So feeding the addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. And, uh, John, yes. anything from you? Um, yeah, actually, because I was out shopping last weekend, I found a reaction Mr. Wolf from Pulp Fiction. Ah, cool. Yeah, and he just looks like a guy in a tuxedo, so um, <laughs> I figured he was generic yeah. enough that... Uh, even if I wanted to use him in something else. I actually thought he would display well with my vintage Indiana Jones stuff. Ah, yeah. yeah. True. So does that mean if he was a pop vinyl, you wouldn't know who he was? Uh, yeah, I don't think you'd know who. Well, because he comes with a coffee cup, too, so you might. Yeah. You might. So if he had the, I think they have done him as a pop, haven't they? Maybe. I don't know. I would. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. For some reason, he has a little bit of uh, of popularity. I mean, hmm. there's, there's some other characters in that movie that, that haven't seemed to caught on, but uh, he does. Yeah. Like, you never wow. see merchandise of uh, Christopher Walken's character. Yeah. With the, with yeah, the watch, but, but yeah. If I was going to have a Harvey Keitel figure, I'd prefer a um, Winston Wolf than, like, a naked bad lieutenant. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah. I actually really liked him in uh, Life on Mars, even though I prefer the, the, the British version. Uh, he's mm. he was in, mm. in that here in the States. Um yeah, so, true. But then, I just, uh, oh, yeah, I was going to say, I just always felt bad because when they originally shot the pilot, it was um, Miles O'Brien from Star Trek in the role, and oh, then really? they uh, replaced him with Harvey Keitel because uh, Harvey yeah. had more star appeal. Mm. So I always felt bad for Colin Meany. Yeah, yeah, he's doing okay though. Yeah, he's, he's good. Okay. Um, I also picked up. Because I hadn't seen them, I, I went into a GameStop, and I've been into some other GameStops, and I've noticed they 
been on the rise on pop culture stuff. Uh, it seems like they're having more and more, but I went into one that I don't normally go in cause I was in a different area of town and, um, they were loaded with stuff. They had the, uh, Joker, Harley, uh, bombshell. Um, you know, they had all sorts of pops and all just statues and stuff. Uh, I mean, they even had a, a figure arts figure in a case. So I was like, wow, they really are up in their game here. Mm. Um, but they had, the Funko Game of Thrones three and three quarter figures, which I hadn't seen in person. So I, I was like, well, I should get one. And then I was like, well, I should get Ghost. And then I was like, well, if I get Ghost, I got to get Jon Snow. So I, I got Jon <laughs> Snow and Ghost. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're waiting. Did it take, take you as long as me to figure out how to get the cape off? I, I have not opened them yet. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I'm waiting to take my pictures and I, I just haven't had a chance to, to take the pictures this week. So. Yeah. I'll take the carded pictures and then I'll open them. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they, they look pretty decent. And, um, I, it, you know, I, I actually thought, well, I should get more of these. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I can get away with that. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't sure yeah. what else I would find that day. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they, I, I was really impressed with what the selection they had at that GameStop. It was, it was pretty amazing. Hmm. Uh, I, my game stores don't stock anything except games. I, uh, I do need to run over to Barnes and Noble because somebody here locally found a, uh, a superpowers the the statue line Batman for eight bucks at their Barnes and Noble on clearance. Ooh, oh, cool! And, and yeah, if I could find one for that price, I would get a second one because that is a cool little little statue. You know, I thought mm. it was worth the thirty dollars, but to get it for eight bucks, I would buy a second one and put one on my desk at work. Mm. Mm. And well, almost as one. articulated as the movie figures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. All right, Eddie, you, uh, you you won the game this week. Yeah. Uh, so it's that time of year where Star Wars is hitting in swing, and I realized Hasbro's locked me into a corner. So <laughs> through, like, the middle of the year, it's Marvel with the Marvel movies coming out and the Marvel merchandise and Marvel Legends. Then you hit the end of the year, and that's going to be the Star Wars period <laughs> of time. So they've just got me uh for all the seasons now. So um I have gone a little Death Trooper crazy. Uh <laughs> I've got three in hand at the moment, and I've got three more on my way to me from various Amazon sales and oh, Robot yeah. Kingdom uh <laughs> pickups. So I'm... Might need to, and I've actually brought seven because I brought one for a mate at work, uh, as well. So it's, uh, and I, as I was telling you, um, off session, uh, I also just brought a Death Trooper shirt. So, uh, <laughs> I'm hoping these guys don't turn out to be the Jar Jar of yeah. Rogue One because I'm a little invested in them now. <laughs> uh, and so one of those was part of the, uh, Imperials vs. Rebels three pack. Oh, yes. And uh, I also picked up, a, um, as I mentioned in a previous episode, I hedged my bets on a Gen so that they had for single pre-order at uh, Toys R Us. And it did turn out just to be the basic uh, Gen Erso. Uh, but then I found a Sergeant's uh, one, which is the Kmart exclusive in the States, uh, on order here from an Aussie retailer. So I pre-ordered her. So I've got that, uh, locked in because she's quite different from the regular one. And because, uh, Target was having them on, uh, sale today, I also, uh, broke down and picked up the Ray 
2.0 uh, that's been coming in uh, nice. this which in my mind I was thinking oh this is for the show since we're covering that wave tonight <laughs> should get that so we can fully look at the entire wave and discuss it but really it's just because I'm an addict and I have <laughs> um, a problem and it's an excuse to enable me uh, it's the title of the segment uh, I just got that. There we go. Uh, and I also, once I've sort of realized, well, now I'm just buying multiples of the exact same Rogue One figures in the Black Series, it's like, I'll jump back over to uh, the three and three-quarter uh, Star Wars that I haven't been buying too much of. But I did buy the Rebels figures originally when they were coming oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I haven't really collected any since the Force Awakens line, so I've gone back and picked up as many uh, Rebels figures as I could. So I've got the uh, new ones that have just come out, uh, like the Kanan in the Stormtrooper armor, which is a really nice figure uh, for something that's basic, and it's the best Kanan head sculpt they've done, but it unfortunately isn't swappable with the regular Kanan body, which uh, the head sculpt's not as good on, which I would have loved to uh, change them over since the basic one. You can put the helmet on for, uh, picked up, uh, the elder version of, uh, the clone trooper Rex who, um, spoilers comes into the series in the second season. Uh, the fifth brother that's a new inquisitor. Uh, and then I, even though it was everywhere for the last year, I then was decided I wanted to pick up that Vader and Ahsoka two pack. And now I couldn't find it anywhere. And it's mm. just one of those things you're kicking yourself because it's like, I know I saw this like almost daily for a couple of months there and now it's just completely gone. But there was a toy store in a town that I used to live in here that was like at the back of a shoe store and they never had anything good. Like <laughs> everything in there was always like two or three years, uh, behind for the most part. And, like, my main memory of them was I went in there a year or two ago and they still had those adult fantasy figures. Oh, yes. In the <laughs> regular figure aisle there on the side. Like, it was that kind of, like, the I was um, in there and they still had, like, Wild Wild West figures uh, in there on the one. And so I was checking out a Kmart in the there and I was like, oh, you know what, that place seemed to have old figures, and I'm sure they would have got Star Wars Force Awakened things. I wonder if it's there. And I walked in, and it was there on the shelf. So it was <laughs> probably $5 more than it would have been anywhere else. But I was like, oh, it'll save me the footwork, and picked it up just so I could have uh, those Rebel ones. And I was actually surprised. I got them all out, and there's about 20 or so Rebels figures now, which are starting to look all good. Uh, together and for an animated line, I don't mind the five POA as much. Mm, so mm. It's I actually almost, I almost had to get the new Sabine. She's really good. She, she surprisingly, uh, just because of articulation won't beat out, uh, some other ones, but she'd be up there for one of my favorite figures of the year because the color work on her is just amazing. And what's really been good on, uh, this latest line with her and Kanan and that is the helmets that go on them actually work really well. They're a thin rubber, uh, but they mm. form so they're not squished or in weird shapes, but they don't look super large on the heads. They look actually quite perfect on them. So uh, I'm really impressed with the helmet work on those two there. 
Uh, and stepping outside of Star Wars, I completed a few builder figures this week. So the uh, New 52 Doomsday, the Suicide Squad uh, Killer Croc, and uh, I did years ago get a uh, Commander Steve Rogers, but I got him loose. Uh, so I never got the Terex builder figure part that came with him, and it was the little crotch piece. So I've been waiting yeah. uh, to pick that up for a while, and I kind of wanted to do a weird custom with uh, the Commander Steve Rogers, so I was just kind of waiting till I could find him at a good price. But uh, he's actually just gone up and up over the years, so uh, it seemed less and less likely that I wanted to pay seventy to eighty dollars uh, for a figure that I already worth had. That much. Yeah, he's going, yeah. and that's not just uh, the clear shield variant. That's the regular version. Because uh, yeah, so... I, I actually, um, I popped the head off mine and stuck on the uh, the Samuel Jackson Nick Fury head um, that came out a while back, and uh, and then painted the parts of his hands that I could see and sort of turned him into Nick Fury Junior. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. No, that's a good. Idea. I was actually just doing it when I realised that the uh, Star Lord masthead fits on good with the uh, different mm. blasters. I was going to make like my own little character side thing for certain photo stuff and that, which was mm. uh, the idea. But um, he doesn't seem to go too much, too badly loose. So I might still keep a save search and try and grab a loose one. Uh, one of these days since I just need the body, but uh, I decided not to wait for the full pack and uh, just pick up the builder figure piece, which someone had going cheap. So uh, I've grabbed that. I'm still waiting for it in the mail, but uh, I am excited to finally have him complete because he's the one Hasbro builder figure that I haven't finished uh, as good. of yet. It's a great so, figure. I mean, I'm a yeah, T-Rex general, so yeah. It's yeah, I remember your review of him back probably over 100 yeah. episodes now but uh that was uh probably the day that i was like oh, i really need to uh <laughs> get this done yeah. but yeah that was my uh wow. addictive personality this week outstanding well uh yes i picked up some star wars black loot as well which we're going to talk about but uh hot on the heels of my aliens accessory pack that i talked about a few weeks ago you know, i picked up the vasquez and frost figures from uh, the new wave, and uh, I'm definitely going to do Vasquez as a Toy of the Week, so there's some good stuff to talk about there. So, And uh, it's nice to have some more Colonial Marines, of course. All right. Well, if no one has any other items to report, it's time to award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe. What is this, Bizarro World? Red carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or worse. And, John, you noticed something this week. Yeah, actually, I've noticed it this week and week and <laughs> week before last. And, um, uh, um, my One of my local Walmarts, actually, you guys probably pick up, I, I do a lot of like toy shopping on, on the clearance aisle just because well, you know, there's stuff that I didn't want to pay full price for, so I'll, I'll wait. Mm-hmm. And, um, Walmarts lately have seemed to have a pretty good toy clearances going on, and I'm walking through my local Walmart and realize they have the Hasbro Helicarrier available. And, and me thinking, <laughs> I'm, I'm a three and three quarter guy. That might be nice to have, you know. 
be a little display piece. So I thought, yeah, they probably got it down to, what, what, what do you think by now? 20 bucks? How long is yeah, that? Yeah, 1998. Four, four years, maybe, right? Mm. Um, it is sitting on the shelf and has been sitting on the shelf for at least, I would say, two years at fifty nine ninety nine. Huzzah! And they have <laughs> one. And, and I, I have seen it move from, you know, aisle to aisle. You know, it's always jammed in the end of the aisle. And normally now you just see the end of the box. And, uh, they, they actually moved it in the clearance section recently. Um, and when, when they did that, I, I was walking through the store and I thought, oh, they finally sold it. And then uh, I was like, no, no, it's right there. <laughs> so I, I don't know if this is like an inside joke at my Walmart, but, um, you know, yeah. I, I just, I, what, how did that not get marked down to something just stupid and, and moved? I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I, um, I can't even imagine we, they put it in the computer and it'd come up anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had it for ages with uh, the G.I. Joe first movie pit um, vehicle that was sitting at like uh, like over $200 in a Toys oh. R Us near me. And it was at the point like we got a lot of that movie stuff on clearance here. So you could... Uh, buy like bins of the figures for a dollar, <laughs> and yet Toys R Us refused to mark down this massive uh, vehicle for it that it was cleared no kid was going to buy and pick up. And um, then one day they just like there was ten of them or so, and I waited years for them to go on clearance. And then one day they were just gone, so they must have just either chucked them out or marked them so low that other collectors swooped in and brought them all but uh yeah it's always weird when you're like surely that's not selling at the price it's at it's time to give up the ghost and move and they put it with the clearance stuff and it's (laughs) marked as the clearance price i I just i don't get it part of me wants to buy it just to so i don't have to look at it anymore yeah that's almost like a like the uh vice store managers like oh no get it in that will sell and then it has it. He's like, no, no, just give it a chance. It'll, 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 it'll sell. Trust me. Like there's a bet going on or something. To yeah. I also like how you know, <clears throat> the last one left is it's been handled by so many people now that the you know you have a chance of getting it uh, even remotely you know mint on card because uh, it's just dented and oh, creased yeah, and dog-eared and you know even one corner's open so you start to wonder whether everything's inside and well, this one the box is sealed I I have picked it up a couple of times and looked at it and the box is still sealed it's still got the figure in it so um, <laughs> but. Uh... Yeah, it, you can tell that it's been moved, and it it has yeah. it has what they refer to as shelfware. <laughs> mm. Yes, my local Toys R Us doesn't believe in really marking something down unless it's trashed beyond belief. There's stuff I can remember when uh, you know the Brian Brian Ruth Superman merchandise. You know, years later, there was still stuff on the pegs. They hadn't even moved it to a discount bin in the middle of the aisle. It was just in with the rest of the DC stuff. And I thought, wow, you guys are really hanging in there with this. And yeah. yeah. But anyway, well, so, there you go. So if I ever report in feeding the addiction, I bought a helicarrier. You'll know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and so you haven't bought it because you can remember Adam's review way back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can remember his skating review. <laughs> All right. Well, Walmart slash helicarrier. Uh, Heli Carrier, you are getting our red card of the week. 
And coming up after that well-deserved fail is our discussion topic of the week. Star Wars figures, R2-D2. Chewbacca, Luke, and Princess Leia, they're the Star Wars early bird set of figures. These action figures are not yet available, but this Star Wars early bird certificate package is in stores. With this colorful Star Wars picture display stand and certificate to send in to get a set of figures by mail. They'll be sent to you at home between February 1st and June 1st. The Star Wars early bird certificate package, new from Kenner. Well, you may or may not know that there is a new Star Wars film on the way, and it goes by the name of Rogue One. And Rogue One has started to filter into our stores in the way of many kinds of merchandise. And uh, one in particular that both Eddie and I are avid collectors of, and that is the Hasbro Star Wars Black line. And Star Wars Black has taken a bit of a pause from the other uh, entries in the franchise to give us a look at some Rogue One merchandise, and we are going to talk about Rogue One Wave One in the six-inch scale uh, Star Wars Black line. And uh, this is an interesting one, uh, four characters from the film and uh, two more that get a bit of a, uh, I guess, a, a bit of an overhaul uh, pimping out for a, a six-character wave, which is a little bit unusual for this line. And uh, Eddie's going to kick things off talking about the, well, what, what do we call it, a, a re-release? Uh, yeah, carry forward, I think. Carry, carry forward. Carry Hasbro, forward. It's a nice term Hasbro uses for re-release. Um, there, and so this was the one that was the reason I didn't want to order the wave as a whole at any point or do that, but uh, because I'm devoted to giving you guys the best breakdown of a wave possible, I picked her up um, to cover her and also just to fill my need to buy Star Wars toys. <laughs> and so this is Ray that's uh, still listed as figure number two. Uh, for this new box design, so uh, if you don't pick her up, uh, it's not going to affect your uh, box number display if you have them in order, which is good. Uh, but she is slightly different to the original Ray release. The biggest change is that she comes with the uh, Skywalker family blue lightsaber. Mm. Uh, it's the exact same one that we've got before with previous figures. Uh, the hilts detaches from the blade, so uh, you can do the uh, do you want a Snickers pose as uh, <laughs> John <laughs> has golden time to time. Uh, but uh, yeah, I can't see I anything credit. else now. I I, I, credit. I'm out I of here. I can't see anything else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there is a couple of little paint changes, so they've done a much better job on her face paint. Um, her eyes are much more bigger and brown and she has more natural colors to the face. Whereas the original one looks like she went a bit makeup heavy with, uh, rouge and didn't do her lipstick as well. And there's more sort of subtle browns that I don't know quite how you'd describe it, but the paint application is a little bit different. So it's, uh, it's a bit lighter on. So it brings out the, more leathery sculpt that's on there underneath. So uh, I do think if you haven't gotten the Ray yet, uh, this is the version to go with. Uh, but if you have her already and are happy with the Ray that you've got, uh, there's no need to really go out and pick up uh, this one. Uh, there's nothing super new here. Uh, she does still come with the BB-8 uh, droid and he's got a lot more black wash over him to bring out uh, the line details. Now this is good in that aspect but 
Uh, it's not a very neat uh, black wash that's been done, so he mm. looks a bit dirtier and messed up, which he never really looked in the film. So uh, you need something that actually so, goes in between, don't you? You need sort yeah, of, yeah, something that brings out those lines, but is a shinier uh, white because yeah. this is a very flat matte white on this guy too. Uh, his blue dot is much nicer though uh, in mm. his head. Do like uh, this blue dot? It's almost like it's flashing there. But uh, uh, so he's he's good. But uh, yeah, I actually like them both the same. I wouldn't have a preference. Uh, over either one, but uh, I know some people missed out on Ray originally. I assume most have found one by now, but if you didn't, uh, it is a good option to pick up. I do recommend being careful in Australia, though, because some targets are actually just now getting that Force Awakens first series in, so depending on the Ray you're grabbing off the shelf, just check, because one will come with uh, extra pieces and better paint, and <laughs> One won't. So, uh, if you are getting her, just be careful there. But, uh, how about we talk about some new figures now? Sounds good to me. And, uh, hey, let's, uh, well, I keep calling this guy Han Solo because I can never remember his name. And now that I actually look at his name, it's, it's a really generic Star Wars name. Like it, <laughs> it came out of the Star Wars name generator. And, uh, that is Cassian Andor. Now, have I told you my disappointment with this guy, movie-wise, not figure-wise? No, no. I have a... I like weird characters in the Star Wars universe, as we are, are prone to do. Um, <laughs> and I thought that this guy was going to be Biggs Darklighter, and we are mm. going to get uh, Biggs in a story here before the film came out. And then when they revealed his name, I was kind of like, oh, maybe it's a mislead, maybe it's coming there. And it sort of seems like no, that's uh, not the case because it seems to have a different accent to Biggs, so uh, it's not going to be. But uh, so I was kind of hoping because uh, I really like Biggs that we were going to get a bunch of Biggs figures and run through. So that's just a personal bias that I had based on my <laughs> own assumption. Yeah, I, I actually thought this was based on an older figure when I when I just saw the figure without anything. Um, it really reminds me of the, there was a cold weather Obi-Wan Kenobi in the power of mm. the Jedi line, which was those old green cards. So it's, it's like a, probably a five or six POA figure. Um, but it was like a, a pre beard Obi-Wan, you know, between episode one and two kind of, kind of figure. Yeah. And, um, he actually has the blue coat and the goggled helmet and, or, you know, hat and, um, looks, pretty similar uh, yeah i w would not be surprised if it was a reference to it because they have uh thrown in a couple of little toy nods well i'm, I'm also guessing that uh, both that obi-wan and this figure are probably based on some kind of pre-production art um mm. for something you know what i mean they, yeah. they they tend to do that so um but uh yeah i actually thought just because of how close that figure looked i was like wait a minute is that that gear I don't understand. Yeah. I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, I, this guy, I, I'm trying to avoid as much, uh, as I can in the way of spoilers for, for Rogue One. I mean, I'm obviously very interested and, you know, I jumped in and checked out the trailer straight away. But, um, you know, if I can avoid understanding where these guys fit in, uh, 
I will. And look, it's pretty obvious, you know, where this guy's going to um, show up in the film. Um, I on, think on, it, on the nice beach planet. Well, well, mm, yeah, yeah. Look, in terms of the actual Star Wars black figure, I don't know much about the actor that actually plays Andor. And if I didn't know any better, I'd actually think that he was a, a bit of a stocky, uh, you know, almost a pudgy kind of guy because this figure is thick, mm. uh, very thick. Uh, the way they've done the legs and the, the heavy pants and the, the jacket itself um, is, is quite broad. And so he does kind of, you know, look very, yeah, pudgy, heavy mm. set, uh, which is... Uh, obviously not the case when I, I look him up on the IMDb, but that's certainly how I feel, you know, looking at the figure. I sort of took that to be because it seems like he's in a cold weather gear mm. uh, type setup here that that's just, you know, he'd have a puffy jacket and puffy pants yeah. and it's just that sort of coming through. The only thing that I think does um, add to that is he does seem to have a slightly thick neck yeah, uh, coming yeah. through there that does uh, add to that look. So I do know where that's coming from. Uh, yeah. S- speaking of neck, uh, the one thing I noticed on most of these figures, and I'll, I'll obviously start with this guy, is uh, Hasbro have really taken to casting uh, the heads in flesh-coloured plastic. And so the actual flesh tone of the faces, et cetera, uh, is, is not actually painted. It's cast, and then they've touched it up with bits and pieces. But um, the actual neck part that, that is exposed, uh, you know, on the, the torso is actually painted flesh colour. And I don't know about you, but mine, yeah, they haven't done a particularly good job actually matching it. Mm. So I've got two different coloured flesh uh, here. Mine's actually fairly good with matching the head to the neck. Now, I was lucky. There were a few um, Cassians on my shelf, and I got to pick between them, and it did uh, vary, particularly on his beard stubble. There was one that had heavy stubble on the left cheek and then next to no <laughs> stubble on the right cheek, which was, uh, that's looked me. like he'd sort of had a bit of a stroke. We'll <laughs> <laughs> get um, interrupted shaving. But uh, for me, it's more just... And it's not too bad because it sort of looks like a shadow unless you're looking at it really close. But just slightly near the collar, you see the blue coming from underneath the flesh tone mm. there. But the actual uh, joint up uh, with the neck, uh, the head isn't too bad on mine, colour-wise. Yeah, look, I can't see any of the blue for me. But what I can see is that the brown shirt that he's got underneath the blue jacket, um, the brown has actually gone onto the flesh tone, and it's obviously what they painted um, second. Um, I've actually got quite a, you know, for a figure that's um, mostly cast, like these brown legs are actually cast plastic. Um, his gloves, uh, you know, and his hands are cast in grey plastic. So, you know, there's a lot of cast and very little sort of paint over, but um, where there is paint, you know, the slop on mine is very obvious where they've painted the, the sort of brown uh, pouches on the uh, and the white belt, obviously over the top of the blue, you know, they've done a fairly average job. I'm actually finding this figure in general to be um, pretty unappealing. I'm hoping that after I see see the film, you know, Andor will sort of, uh, I guess, step up and, and be a character that I really, really like, and that will, I guess, you know, give some some gravitar to the to the figure. But um, for what I'm looking at now, it's really kind of not doing much. It just 
seems to me like a poor man's hand solo. See, I, uh, I, I'm coming at it a little bit opposite, and this might be personal bias coming in here because I'm one of the few people who tends to find the rebels more interesting than um, the Imperials. But uh, I do quite like, because for me, playing with my Star Wars figures growing up, I had the Hoth, Luke and Han were my rebel soldiers. No, uh, so he definitely has that rebel vibe to just based off the way that I used to play uh, mm. with my figures and sort of that uh, removable hat. Uh, uh, I do like having that on him. And that's a uh, very rebel uh, style hat there. And I'm quite lucky mine, uh, apart from the sort of radio pouch thing he's got on his back, has a little bit of sloppy paint, but the rest is fairly, fairly well done on uh, mine. There's a little bit of overbleed on that orange, I'm assuming, communicator button near his wrist, but uh, you only can tell it's over the line if you're looking at it really close. Uh, but I do really love the texture sculpting, sculpting on him, like the wrists of the gloves, um, mm. the belts. Mm. There, um, there's a lot going on uh, with his uh, helmet hat. Uh, my biggest disappointment with him, though, uh, in the con side is the larger blaster he comes with just feels kind of cheap and generic, whereas he's got that nice mm. painted pistol one. Well, of course, yeah. The other thing is he's got a, a holster on his right hip um, that allows you to put a gun in, but he's only got room for one gun. So I'm trying to think, you know, the other one. I couldn't find anywhere to, to put the sort of smaller blaster. Um, I think what's interesting, too, with this one is, you know, it, it, that helmet sort of hat thing that you mentioned is actually removable. Um, so that is a, a sort of flexible plastic, you know, sort of rubbery type material that uh, you can just sort of pop it off and uh, see him with his nicely coiffed hair. Um, I actually find that when I just, if I put the the helmet on and just sort of pop it on and let it sort of feel its way on, it, it sits really awkward. So he gets sort of the, the goofy baseball hat type thing and uh, I actually have to make a bit of an effort to, to line it up and get it to sit nicely. Um, and I guess, you know, he does suffer a little bit from that classic action figure thing where, um, you know, if you do put a removable helmet back on, uh, a character, you know, it's, it generally feels a bit oversized. Um, you know, you've either got to have a, a normal sized helmet and a small head on the action figure or, you know, a normal sized head with a, a, an overly large helmet. But I actually like him better without the helmet on, I think. Mm. Um, he's just got a generally a better feel. I did have to today when I was going through finding the Black Series on sale, uh, talk myself out of buying another Cassian to display one with helmet on and one with helmet off. I was just like, that. that's getting a little too, too far. <laughs> I think you might have to hang around after the show, John, and we can start planning uh, uh, Eddie's uh, intervention. Uh, yeah. I, I thought maybe you guys were going to start a pool on when I was actually going to see this movie, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Well, let's uh, move right along and uh, move to, uh, the, I guess, the, you know, the main character of mm. uh, the movie. And it's uh, um, has anyone got a, a, a nine one one on the actual pronunciation of you know? Is it Jin Jen Jin Urso? I think it's Jen. Yeah. Jin. At uh, New York, they had a gin drink at the Hasbro mm. panel. Uh. Uh, which was spelt with a Y, so I'm assuming they were punning on uh, her name, so I'd assume Jin. 
Mm, okay. That's, uh, yeah, fair enough. All right, well, let's check her out. And uh, I don't know much about Felicity, what's her name, who, uh, the Jones. actress, Felicity Jones, but I get the impression that she is a very small girl because this action figure is tiny. She is. I actually just saw yesterday the new uh, Tom Hanks movie, Inferno, and she's a lead actress in it. Uh, so I... The movie didn't hold my interest too long, uh, to <laughs> spoiler review that. Uh, so I spent a lot of my time actually just looking at her and watching her, knowing that we'd be doing this tonight. And I could kind of tell from the trailer images that the face sculpt wasn't really there for me. And, um, yeah, having looked at a, uh, in detail on the big screen, I don't think they've really captured her too well. I don't mind the hair too much. Like, I actually think she looks more like Felicity Jones when you look at her from behind than you do mm. front on with the hair. But, uh, I don't know if it's that casting of the flesh and then the paint over. I, but yeah, the actual yeah. sculpt of her face isn't right. And, but she did seem to be a small girl. So, um, I think they have captured that part of it. Yeah, Fairly I don't well. think she looks. She doesn't look too bad. I, I think the major fail with this figure is definitely that cast um, flesh tone, you know. And it, once again, we've got a painted neck uh, going on with a, you know, the flesh tone, and and the the painted neck is a lot more matte than the face is. I'm not saying that it's glossy, but the the plastic is definitely a you know a different sort of reflective, uh, you know, whatever the term is. Um, you know, the makeup's fairly well applied on mine in terms of eyeliner and lipstick, but um, I actually think it's a poor decision from from Hasbro to do this because I, I think we're losing some detail in the faces of these characters. Yeah. Uh, and I and said, you know, she, she's a tiny girl, but I was actually just comparing her to my, um, my spider girl uh, in Marvel Legends, and she's actually even smaller than that female teenage buck. So mm. she is tiny. Yeah, and uh, I think yeah, that's, to me, one of the problems with the face sculpt is it is missing some details because Felicity Jones is actually getting close to her 40s and she looks um, – she's an amazingly beautiful woman, but uh, she does have, like, some lines under the eyes and around the cheekbones uh, mm. there that I think is missing in the sculpt. And they might have been in there, but the way that it's been done here, just it isn't coming through. Yeah. Oh, in the yeah. smaller design. I had no idea she was that old. Yeah, no, she's really not. Oh, wow. I didn't realize yeah. that. Even yeah. I, she's yeah. from the trailers I've watched, I thought she was much yeah. younger. Much, much um, younger. Like, yeah, amazing looking for her age, but, um, yeah, not, not super young. Um, mm. Well, I mean, she's, um, she's certainly got plenty of detail in terms of the figure. I think what I like um, the most is the, the black pants that she's wearing actually have a texture on them, they've got that sort of rough, leathery kind of um, feel that's been sculpted in, and um, from the knees down to the boots, it's almost like she's got some greaves or something. The way um, you know they're sculpted, it's. Uh, I actually think this is quite a nicely done figure. I mean, I'm just trying to get over how I, tiny she is. Yeah, I think everything from the neck down um, mm. is fantastic on this figure. I like particularly like her vest piece with sort of the quilting texture on the back and the way her sort of pockets sit on the side and that sort of yeah. classic Star Wars stripe is actually sculpted with lots of detail running down. Yeah. And it's not just a colored line. It's that a couple of the, like the, um, 
zipper and pieces like that having yeah. line works in. And there's even like a little red dot button on her right side there that could have mm. easily been skipped and you'd probably never notice. But Yeah. Look, I think the brown vest could have um, done with a wash uh, just to sort of bring out some detail in it. It's kind of, you know, at the moment it looks like it's it's practically the same colour as her hair, which has a... Uh, a, a very, very ordinary attempt at a, a dry brush just to sort of give it some um, texture, which hasn't worked that well. So that probably doesn't add to the, you know, the, the face appearance. But um, look, I'm digging this. And uh, the, the thing we haven't actually mentioned is she actually has, uh, I don't know, what would you call this? Uh, a bit of a, a head wrap scarf sure. type thing, yeah. shawl thing going on. And uh, unlike uh, Mr. Andor, um, this one actually works quite well. Uh, for me, anyway, I, I find that, you know, I'm not getting a sense of um, the shawl is, is kind of too big to fit over her head or her head's too small to fit it in. But once you um, you get it on, it actually seems to sit quite well. And uh, as a consequence to that, it's bloody hard to get on and it's bloody hard to get off. Yeah. Um, I actually, this is where I kind of like it that I accidentally brought two of her <laughs> um, because now I have one with the shawl on and just one with the shawl off and I don't need to swap yeah. it back and forth. And weirdly on one of mine, I'm, I think it's a mistake, but her eyes, and I've gone with the one that I've left the shawl on for, her eyes are sort of painted where she's looking up and the other one, her eyes are looking forward. So I'm assuming forward is the basic paint design and the one she looks like she's looking up is a mistake, but considering that adats are playing a part in this movie. Yeah. Um, I was originally thinking they were playing a scene off that because this was the first one that I got. Um, but, yeah, I quite like her yeah. looking up with the shawl. Now, we, um, I guess we really shouldn't complain, given that, you know, we're talking about Marvel Legends every other week and, uh, you know, there's heavy reuse in those figures because the, the tooling budget's obviously quite low. I mean, these are fully tooled figures. Um, but that shawl that I mentioned is cast in a, you know, that flexible sort of grey rubber slash plastic, and it has absolutely no highlighting whatsoever. It's, yeah. uh, it's cast in that colour, and that's it. And, you know, it works surprisingly well, but, you know, a, a little bit of something would have been uh, would have been nice. Yeah. But, um, I guess it's right. just that where they cut and where they don't, because there's so much other paint apps going on. Like, even there's that grey just around her upper um, calf muscle there, there's some detail going on. Yeah, yeah. With that, all the little bits there, you wonder why they wouldn't do other, but, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, we've definitely been spoiled by uh, Deadpool in the recent X-Men Marvel Legends wave in terms of accessories because I'm feeling pretty ripped off um, so far. Like, Andor at least came with uh, two different guns, and um, Ms. Urso comes with her single blaster, which is absolutely tiny, um, fits nicely into the holster on her waist, uh, I have to say. But, um, yeah, she doesn't come with much else. Yeah. I guess it's probably that either or, like we got no builder figure pieces either, yeah. but then we're getting far more new sculpts coming in. That's right. On yeah. this one, so. Yeah, so, oh, well, look, you know, it is what it is, and no doubt there'll be uh, plenty of excuses to re-release her with uh, other accessories like we've uh, seen with Ray and and whatnot. All right, well, we're going to move on now to, uh, wow, Eddie's favourite. Yeah. And uh, that is K2SO, and he's known affectionately as, I don't know, is it it K2? Like, what's his... uh, 
what's his affectionate uh, R2, 3PO uh, type? I assume it'll be K2, but yeah. Or SO could also sound like a good one, mm. but it's generally the first ones. I know I've heard some people even call him K250O um, oh, just because they're used mm. for looking at numbers there. But yeah, it is uh, SO. Um, but I, I love this guy. This is yeah. a fantastic figure. So not giving anything away, so uh, you might want to fast forward the next 30 seconds, but my understanding, and I'm trying not to uh, hear too much about it, but he's actually a uh, a reprogrammed Imperial droid. Which uh, he he does have the Imperial symbol on his shoulders there that look a bit Uh, worn away, so it's uh, hints to that there through. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, the film seems to be about them infiltrating yeah. uh, the Empire. So there's that classic shot yeah. from the first trailer of her in the Imperial ground crew outfit. So yeah. uh, we can uh, see that. But the, the sculpt on this guy is just incredible. Wow. I think the main main thing to notice is um, this dude is huge. Yeah. he's. Uh, I mean, if, if Jin is barely cracking five inches for a six-inch scale action figure, this guy's you know, seven inches plus. He's a, 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 a big figure. How, you know, yeah. He's fairly spindly. How well does he stand? Uh, I'm actually standing him as we talk, and you know, I, what I tend to do is um, I, I get them flat-footed so that they stand up on their own, and then I give them the wobble test by just giving them a bit of a, you know, a tap on the face to see if I can get them to rock. And you know, he he stands quite well actually. Yeah, he's got. Uh, I don't know about yours, but mine has very tight ankle pivot, uh, which yeah. really helps. And all the joints on mine are fairly solid and tight, uh, but. Yeah. He actually yeah. has multiple points of articulation too, so you can get those legs in good, um, steady positions to hold the yeah. rest of him up. This is uh, this is a fun one to to play with, um, not just you know obviously for the the I guess the, you know the play factor, but um, you know you're really stepping away from the usual articulation you get with a figure like Jin has pretty much the standard, um, you know. Uh, articulation for these kind of Hasbro black figures. You've got, um, you know, double jointed knees. You've got the single hinged elbows, um, you know, the same with Andor. He's got the double jointed knees, um, which are nicely sort of blended in with his pants. And there's really not much else to talk about. Yeah, there's some restriction with the coat. But then you get to this guy and you're kind of like, wow, you know, what kind of articulation does he actually have? Because he's so different to, I guess, a regular humanoid action figure. Mm. But, um one thing I've actually noticed straight away with this guy is he has that really obvious hinged knees, uh, you know, mechanical hinged knees, but he actually has a swivel both above it and below it. So, yeah, yeah that's that's quite different. I'm quite impressed. It's, it's uh, the same with the elbow joints too. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite amazing. And things like the wrist um, articulation is the usual sort of um you know, pin and disc hinge, and you can actually sort of see how the articulation works because uh, nothing is hidden. It's, it's really sort of obvious yeah. and out in and plain it, sight. It's that good thing, too, is sometimes you'll get like a robot figure that has hinges on it because it's part of the design, but you don't get the articulation there. And the only thing like that I've found on him is his uh, toes, look like they yes. got articulation but don't but everything else actually ends up being an actual articulation point 
Isn't that weird? It's like they planned to have articulated toes and then they did away with it at the last minute. Mm. Yeah. Um, something that's that's worth mentioning with this guy still on articulation is um, just by the nature of his design, he actually has a ball-jointed neck, uh, but he actually has two ball joints. There's mm. the ball joint that's actually in the body, uh, then the post comes out of it and it goes into a ball joint in the head. And so, you know, you can move the head around, um, you know, with that, that ball joint in the body, getting it on sort of angles. Um, but then you can actually turn the head and move it up and down as well. So there's uh, a huge, huge range of articulation in that head. Mm. Maybe it's they, quite impressive. Yeah. They copied that from, from figure arts, maybe? Maybe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not bad. And paint-wise, the mine's very good. It's got multiple pieces of black and... You know, some grey markings, weathering. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the weathering is really obvious, isn't it? He's got lots he's, of silver scratches. Yeah, he almost feels to me like if Hot Toys did a one um, twelfth scale, this is what it would look like. Like, I just can't find a fault uh, with this guy's look. Yeah, he's um, the, the sort of the gunmetal colour they use on things like the thighs and part of the arms, etc. It's got a, a bit of a metallic, um, you know, a, a appearance to it, which is quite nice. I think the biggest disappointment for me, like the weathering and everything is fantastic, but um, he's got these kind of additional colours around uh, in his hip and shoulder areas. Uh, it's sort of an, an orangey, uh, you know, yellow colour and... Mine's actually been applied sort of fairly ordinary, and I, I guess it, it lends itself a little bit to that worn look that the rest of the figure has, but to me, you can actually – it just looks like someone's done a bad job with a paintbrush. It doesn't look like a, a weathered look. But other than that, I, I can't yeah. fault this guy. He's a great figure. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Love very him. nice. Yeah. All right. Moving on, and uh, we're, we're back to a uh, – what did we call it again? What did we agree? It was a roll uh, forward? No. This guy's technically a new figure. He gets a new number uh, coming oh, through. Right. Has a new head sculpt. So, uh, otherwise, every other Marvel legend would be a carry forward. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, the maskless Kylo Ren. So, uh, spoilers are out on this movie now. Uh, very fresh for John, who's just come off seeing it. Uh, and we have the uh, Adam Driver... Uh, head sculpt here on top of uh, the basic Kylo Ren body. And I meant to... Oh, sorry. I got a question on this figure. Does he ever actually have his mask off and the robe on? Like uh, He has the robe on, but he doesn't have the hood up is, yeah, one thing that kind of uh, I have a bit of disappointment with the figure because it's hard to have the hood droop behind him, hmm. uh, which is how... I remember him wearing it in the movie. I don't remember any point he had the mask off, but the hood up. Mm. Now I'm yeah. actually I'm going to quickly just grab my other one. I'll be back in a tick because I think uh, the shawl around his uh, shoulders might be a different sculpt. Yeah, there as yeah, well. I've heard that. All right. All right. Well, I uh, I wasn't. Um, going to get this figure. I, I got mine through a good old Mike S, uh, who's my dealer of choice, and uh, he asked me if I wanted the reissue of um, of Kylo Ren, and I said, "Oh no, I'll pass because it's really just a um, you know a different head, and that seems like a bit of a rip off." But then I actually realised that I didn't get 
the uh, the Wave One um, Episode Seven Kylo Ren. I've actually got the Star Killer base um, Kmart exclusive, and that's the only version of Kylo that I have. So I thought, ah, that version has the uh, the snow effect kind of all over his boots and the the bottom of his cloak. And I thought, hmm, if I actually pick up this, um, you know, this unmasked version, then I can actually swap out the the heads as necessary. So uh, I ended up picking one up after all. There we go. I um I was tempted to do the head swap, and the only reason I haven't done it as of yet is because it actually makes more sense to have the maskless head on that uh, Star Killer base um, mm-hmm. setting than the helmeted one. But then if I put the helmeted head back on this guy, that's just <laughs> the first release again that I've already got. <laughs> so um, I'd almost be <laughs> doubling up on a figure rather than uh, making a more accurate one. Uh, so I, I uh, haven't quite worked that part out yet, but mm. um, I don't need an excuse to buy another one. I'm already tempted <laughs> by stuff like that. Yeah. Look, I don't have much to say about this figure. Um, I mean, it is what it is, and, and as I said, I really only picked it up because yeah. I could make use of that single body. But um, for me, it's the same comment again about the you know casting in, uh, in Flesh Tone. It's just... Um, yeah, there's something, something is definitely lost as far as I'm concerned. Now, I um, should say, too, this is the same figure that was the San Diego Comic-Con Black Series exclusive, uh, except he does have the melted Vader mask or the First Order uh, flag uh, print there. So if you have the San Diego one, uh, you don't need to grab this guy either. It's the exact same figure. Is it just me or does he have a big head? That's just Adam Driver, though, has a weird <laughs> head. Like, I know a lot of people say that he doesn't look like Harrison Ford, but mm. I actually think he looks a lot like that weird animated segment that they did in the Christmas special, Harrison Ford. <laughs> he looks a little like uh, he should be in an Aeon Flux video, you know? Do you know who mm. he looks like? I think he just looks like Marilyn Manson without his makeup. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I can buy that. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, and Eddie, have you discovered anything, any changes to the uh, to the cloak or the, the neck wrap thingy that he's got? Uh, no, my Kylo's, uh, from when I read it, my shelf is now at the back and there's going to be a massive <laughs> avalanche if I try and uh, grab it with my headset on. But looking at I am pretty sure, like I remembered the other one just sort of coming down a little bit on one side. So, uh, I think, and if you've heard other people say it, uh, it's a good chance that that wrap is a new, uh, wrap there. So, uh, if that doesn't excite you, I don't know what will. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, let's move on to our final figure. And that is the death trooper. Yeah. Back in black. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm completely biased with this guy. I don't know what it is but uh i love black stormtroopers and uh i'm really digging sort of the new armor design uh on these death troopers here that's not just a stormtrooper painted black they have sort of a more slender face and more angular armor and i just really like the the first thing that comes to mind for me is um these these must be skinny actors that are that are in these get-ups because the figure looks slim, even with all the armor and stuff strapped on. 
So they, they must have got some thin guys, um, you know, and girls if necessary. But yeah, look, I I, I really uh, dig, you know, the, uh, I wonder mm-hmm. if they are girls. Well, yeah. you know, possible. Early phasmas. That's that's right. Um, I, I I like the black stormtroopers as well. I mean, the the tie pilot is one of my all time fave Star Wars characters, just for that sort of menacing you know look they bring you know with the black stormtrooper. But um, and, and I do kind of dig the the, the retro look. This is a, a little bit closer to the Macquarie kind of feel, which I think um, you know the the Disney guys have done a great job in in sort of um you know nods to his early designs but um yeah look i think you know for me this this guy just kind of is what he is um he doesn't quite feel as menacing as you know a tie pilot um i, I don't know whether that's sort of intentional for you know for a guy called uh, death trooper he he doesn't come across as you know terrifying or, or anything like that but um yeah, it's still certainly nice. And the, what I'm really liking about the actual Star Wars black figure in particular, as opposed to the design, et cetera, is the uh, the, the alternating sort of matte and glossy finish on uh, the various pieces. Mm. So you've got the uh, armour there with a lot of shine to it, and then you've got his sort of ribbed bodysuit mm. underneath that has that nice matte, and the juxtaposition there is uh, mm. very cool. Uh, I do have a couple of little cons though if you can believe it or not um <laughs> his gun sort of like cassian andor is fairly basic mm. um although the uh larger gun does have two paint apps on it that are quite small and tiny there's a little red dot and then just a little bit up from that there's like a little bit of silver in the chamber but then mm. the rest of it's just the sculpted plastic it's so cast, it, isn't it yeah like it's almost i almost don't see the point in doing the two little paint apps if the rest is just going to be cast and yeah yeah um, so it's cast in that horrible gray plastic and yeah. there is no wash or anything to really uh bring out the definition and look um again i i think that's that nod to the classics in terms of you know, keeping with the original 1977 sort of Star Wars theme. And, you know, we know that, uh, you know, a lot of the weapons and robots and stuff were just built from table legs and anything else they could sort of get their hands on cheaply. Uh, and, and the guns are a reflection of that. But I'm actually finding these guns very sort of uninspiring. The, the pistol in particular just feels very odd in the way it's put together. Mm. But, um, the, the thing is too, he's got, um, he doesn't have a holster per se. He kind of just has this uh, weird kind of belt loop that hangs off the side yeah. that, that's a sort of flexible rubber and you can stick a gun through there. But it's really kind of awkward as to which gun you stick in and, and how it actually sort of goes in there. Like it's um, yeah, yeah it's, I, a, it's an odd choice. I almost feel like it's for the pistol and you sort of wrap it around the trigger one. But because the pistol's got no weight, it ends up sort of pointing upwards Mm. Uh, with it, mm. it doesn't hang like it naturally uh, kind of would there. Now, you can get parts of the larger sort of rifle piece like through the end of his uh, clip there as well and have that dangling through. But, yeah, it's yeah. hard to get anything in there and make it feel natural uh, yeah. through the loop. Yeah, it's still a, a beautiful-looking figure. I mean, there's some nice highlights uh, on the, the black armour. There's some silver uh, highlights on the buckles uh, where, you know, they strap it on and uh, uh, on the actual belt buckle itself. Um, I mean, it's a nice-looking figure, and, and look, I 
will definitely plan on army building, but I've got a feeling that, um, like many people, I'll probably wait until I see the film, and if I come out of the film thinking these guys are pretty badass, I might uh, I might pick up a couple. Uh, I've picked up two, uh, and that'll be my limit for now, which I know is almost unheard of for me, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, also need to mention that these are the standard Star Wars black uh, packaging. So that is, of course, the uh, the window box packaging where you can see, obviously, in the front, but also uh, in the side. Um, I actually noticed these boxes don't wear particularly well. The the, the sort of um, the glossy black uh, of the cardboard can actually get scratched very, very easily, and, and it looks quite worn quite quickly. Um, and I know there are a lot of collectors who keep these, you know, mint in box, and so it must be absolutely killing them that this is the kind of packaging that Hasbro have chosen. Mm. But um, it's, yeah, um, still, I have yeah. uh, seen there's uh, been a lot of uh, issues of people removing figures and then putting uh, Zuvios in and then returning <laughs> to stores. So, uh, yes, yes. At least it seems that Zuvios are finally selling and people are using them to swap through. But uh, oh, uh, always a bit of a shame when uh, yeah. people start uh, doing that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that wraps up Star Wars Black, Rogue One, Wave One. And uh, Eddie, your standout figure? Uh, it's easily um, K2SO. He's just... <laughs> Uh, incredible. Even though he has no accessories, the no, he doesn't. Hmm. Original um, images showed him coming with an Imperial blaster, uh, oh. which I imagine was cut early on uh, due to costs. But even without that, he's just incredible. Hmm. I, um, ah, he did too. Yeah, he had one of the the standard yeah. blasters. Oh, you cheap buggers! Yeah, yeah. there was um. Because there was, uh, I only found out about it because there was rumours of there being a variant of him with a blaster, like a running change, uh, and it turned out it was someone had posted that older image of him uh, in the packet and said they'd found it when they hadn't, and mm. uh, it sent mm. a lot of people looking. But I, I just really dig um, this guy's sculpt and uh, design. He's uh, he's a, just a damn good figure. He's um, yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I agree. Um, I think he's only just edging out Jin for me. I, I think she's a, a pretty sweet-looking figure, and I'm, I'm quite keen to see her in, in action. So, yeah, excellent. You know, and I also... You know, sorry, John? They didn't, for this film, go all out like they did for The Force Awakens on the black line. We don't have that Zuvio-type figure in this this selection. Mm. Or the, mm. you know, some of the other ones. Yeah. Well, hopefully K2SO, yeah. you know, appears in more than just a you know, deleted yeah. dream sequence. And I think there's can be some, uh, you know, it can depend on the film. There's a lot more uh, main characters that appears in this one. Um, so they have more characters to draw from to do figures of. They're not under as much secrecy with this one. So you can um, potentially get other ones out. But uh, it'll be interesting going forward, too, in that... Um, you know, each year we're going to be getting a Star Wars film. So before you'd get every character, uh, yeah. you could possibly think of that would appear would eventually be made. Whereas now, uh, they're just going to be selecting certain ones. So it might be that we do just start getting more main characters going yeah. forward. I, I, I do think though that it's slightly too early to have these out, but that might mm. be. 
I think this is going to also plague um, Star Wars a bit with their time of year release, just that now's the time you got to start hitting for Christmas, uh, the yeah. Christmas stuff. So it's, um, I'd imagine they probably don't want it. I mean, we, um, we, we see stuff way early now on everything, but, uh, you know, I just, it bothers me. I, I would rather see it that month out, kind of three weeks out. But yeah, I mean, to be able to get it for Christmas. See, I, I, mm. I, I think they're messing up there because yeah. if, if you're, depending on when you take the kid to see it, you know, if you take your kid to see this, are they going to want figures from it? You don't know. The kid hasn't yeah. seen the movie, so they're not going to ask for any of this stuff for Christmas. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. I am, um, I, I'm interested to see if we have another race scenario too, whereas, um, and even a girl at work brought this up where there was that controversy last year about there not being Ray, uh, for the figure line when she actually was around. And I actually remember her peg warming for a bit early on after her release. But then when the film came out, she was obviously a popular character and sold through and, uh, did the run. And that was because, you know, the waves had been sitting there for a while. And then once the film was out, they were starting to stock the second, um, pieces and all that, whether it will have another situation yeah. like that again, where Jin does seem to be peg warming a little bit. But by the time you're getting around to December and the film's coming out, will you be able to find her? on the yeah. shelves and then people will see it and being the main character, they'll might want her. And then they're like, Oh, there's no gin again. And well, I'm yeah, going through so. here a, a three and three quarter collector. The one you probably want to get now is the Imperial ground troop. The basic one. That's not her in disguise. Mm-hmm. So that when you have the one of her in disguise, you can find other troops to put her with. Yeah. But now, he's a nice figure too. That one. I do quite like. Mm. Very good. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up our discussion topic, and we'll come back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up. From out of this world, into yours comes Voltron, defender of the universe. It's the biggest Voltron yet, the motorized giant commander. Batteries not included. You're in control. Command him to advance or turn in reverse. Prepare for battle. All right, it's that time of the show, and we are getting ready to sign off. But before we do, we would like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes. Uh, and if you're interested, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you may just hear it read out. And guys, that's it. We're done. Yeah. Um, I did just want to quickly pass on thanks to Marjorie and Arnie over at Star Wars Action News uh, for including me on episode 485, where we looked at Force Friday um, around the world. So uh, if you didn't get enough Star Wars chat here, uh, drop over to our friends there and uh, catch me and a few others as we talk about our experiences there, uh, Force Friday. Uh, jumping through, but uh, yeah, no, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks. Indeed. Yeah, it's always All appreciated. Right. Well, we will definitely catch you next week. Stay safe and take it easy. Have your Adam's yeah. Vader neutered. Good journey. <laughs> 
The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, the Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening.